0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. My name is Emmett Mann. Rate, review, subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter at Emmett underscore Man if you'd like Today, joining me, a very special guest, Brian Macken. He works with Scotty Barnes. You know Scotty Barnes, our boy, um, during the offseason, has been one of the people, I guess, over the past few years that have helped uh, Scotty develop his game and become, oh, I don't know, Rookie of the Year last year and a future cornerstone of the Raptors franchise for years to come. So, sir, how are you? Thanks for joining me.
1: I'm doing well, man. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm doing well, man. Enjoying myself. It's always fun to get together with the family. I see you are very active with your kids. Some dad things. I appreciate that cuz I'm a I'm a father of two as well.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. You know how that is. I'm a newly uh I'm a new father so my da- my my son Mars, he's 14 months. So, you know, he's just entering the walking stage, so he's all over the place exploring. So, it's fun.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of exploring. You're going to be pretty active just with keeping up with him. I'll tell you that right now. Um, okay, so with Brian, uh, we're going to look at, I guess, his role um, within the NBA community because uh, basketball community, NBA community, um, developing the future generations of players is obviously um, a skill and it takes lots of training and that has grown over the course of time, especially as the NBA has transitioned to a new style of basketball in the past, oh, I don't know, decade or less. And then after that, we'll get into uh, Scotty Barnes, what he's been working on during the offseason. But first, tell the people about yourself like what is your background in basketball and how did you end up uh, here
1: yeah so um I've been playing basketball since I was about six in South Florida um I played in high school then I got a scholarship to go to Boston University um I played there and then I explored playing professionally for a while but I was just one of those guys who always love to work out um like wake up 6 a.m on the court so um, like a few a few parents asked me to train their kids and then like a light bulb went off and I just I've been doing that ever since.
0: How are you enjoying it? Still rewarding?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's super rewarding. You know how everyone says that, you know, if, if you have a job that you love, you, you're never working. So that's pretty much how my life is. You know, I get to play basketball with kids and NBA players as a, as a profession. So it's awesome.
0: How has your uh, philosophy when it comes to training basketball players, whether they're guards or projected to be, I mean, some of them are really small kids, so who knows, but uh, centers, whatever the case is, how has your philosophy changed from day one to, to now? Um, has your approach to skill development changed or the areas that you focus on?
1: Um, I, I've always been like a ball handling guy. So, Like, when I first started, like, 10 years ago, that was, like, when, like, you know, small ball was kind of coming in a sense of we were kind of, like, ahead of kind of the trend of, like, doing a lot of ball handling drills and different things like that. Um, So, it hasn't really changed much. Um, I've just learned a lot more from seeing, like, so many different players. So, um, it's pretty much the same, just focusing on ball handling, because there's so much space on the court now that... You know, everyone needs to be able to handle the ball and, and score and take their man one-on-one and, and shoot the basketball. So it's been pretty consistent. Um, but, of course, like as you grow older, you learn different things. And as you work with different players, especially like the the better players from the NBA, you start to learn a little bit, you pick up on things after mm-hmm. having conversations with them. So it, it's evolved, but it's, it's pretty much the, the foundation is, is stayed the same.
0: Who have you worked out with uh... – over the years are there some like notable names outside of I guess you know Scotty Barnes
1: yeah so I I've, I spent some time with Anthony Davis I spent time with uh Seth Curry um mm-hmm. I spent a little bit of time with uh Demar DeRozan. um so though a lot of that's through my my partner he's out in LA so he trains a lot of the guys who are out in la so I've had the uh, experience of training with those guys and like the Morris twins um different guys like that
0: with Anthony Davis, this goes to my next question because the role of the the big man has changed dramatically. You know, you think of the older days, Akeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, um, go down the list of some of the, the greats that have been in the game and how dominant they have been in a different style of basketball. But nowadays you got a Joel Embiid and you got a Nikola Jokic and a few other guys, but other than a few of the elite ones who are just so unstoppable, you have to you know, send double coverages at them or their, vers- their skill set is so versatile that they're never going to be like a liability on the defensive end, like some other guys who may have not be in the league anymore. Um, what has changed about the role of the traditional big? And I guess, how are you helping some of the guys that come into you, like an Anthony Davis, for instance, how are you helping them uh, acclimate to the way the NBA has changed over the years?
1: Um, just, just being able to, one of the most important things that we want to do is that we just want everyone to be able to rebound the ball and push it. You know, if you guys could do that and we have our, our guards, uh, you know, catching the ball a little bit higher on the floor, that makes everything faster and makes everything better. So, um, just getting them more comfortable with handling the ball, even so something small like dribble handoffs, you know, taking advantage of those things in those situations, like. You just have to handle the ball so much because you're asked to be a decision maker. And most of the time, like the big guys are asked to handle the ball so they can get into different actions with, um, you know, like I said, like dribble handoffs, like different things like that. So um, just getting them really comfortable with the ball and then slowly expanding their game from, you know, where we may be playing at 20 feet and then try to move them out to, like, 25 feet. Yeah. So just, just getting them able to break down their man. And then, you know, if, if all five players can handle the ball, that's going to cut down on turnovers. Um, That's just going to make your assists go up higher. Everybody's going to be sharing the ball, you know, kind of like how, how, like, the Raptors play, you know, like everybody's handling the ball. So it's kind of hard to, like, mm. you know, if you stop this guy from handling the ball, like, you know, back in the 90s, like, the team would be destroyed, you know? But now, like, oh, you want to take Fred away? Okay, Scotty's going to bring it up. You want to take Scotty away or Pascal's going to bring it up, you know? And that's kind of mm-hmm. – and that's why Masai is such a visionary because he's, like, you know, like, he's building the team to where it's kind of going, you know? Like, if you have five, six, nine guys on the floor and you switch everything and they, all of them can handle the ball and shoot, like, it's going to be hard, you know what I mean, to beat the, those, those type of teams.
0: I want to get back to that in a second because you touched on something that was interesting but staying on on big men what is the toughest part for big men um when it comes to trying to develop their ball handling skills
1: Uh it's their footwork you know the 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 guard footwork and the you know behind, back to the basket drop step footwork that they've learned you know all their life It's totally different you know and they a lot of them have heavier feet cuz they're just such big guys and you know you just want to give them the ability to to go to one spot and then change directions first, you know, and once you're able to do that, you just build upon that. But I think the hardest thing is just the the footwork of it. Um, because the footwork is totally different. And they're, you know, growing up, like some of these guys are just used to always having their back to their defender. That when whenever they feel pressure, they want to turn their back, you know what I mean, as opposed to doing a move to counter that and go the other direction. So, um, you know, footwork and then just getting them used to playing face up against their defenders probably the the most challenging things when you're facing, um, when you're training those guys.
0: Scare for those big guys to have to face up against some of these smaller players, right? It's a, it's a whole new yeah. ballgame when you got to face up against someone. Um, if you were. Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, and Nick Nurse, and after this last Raptor season, where they it was essentially an experiment season, they wanted to see what they had. What would be your takeaways in terms of like the things that really worked and things that you thought that we probably have to develop these skills in some of our players?
1: I think it was a successful season. Um, I think you know the front office and the coaching staff are you know top three in the league. Just they just really think outside of the box, and they just really. Um, push player development, um, and you know you see, sometimes you see guys on different teams they have roles like you're a shooter, you're a rebound, you're this like, um, you know the Raptors they kind of everyone plays every role. Everybody's required to defend. Everybody has to shoot the ball. Everybody has to mm-hmm. handle the ball and different things like that. So there's a lot of freedom that they give their guys. Um, I think it worked well. I think that some guy like some the team just, you know, some, you only have like two or three experienced players. So a lot of those guys were inexperienced in just, you know, late game situations. I think I said last week that, you know, there were like 10 games that I watched that they could have won like easily. And they just, you know, it just didn't work out for them. And that just comes with experience. And that just comes with like those guys specifically, like the younger guys just learning how to, you know, close out games, getting defensive stops, um, taking good shots in the right time um you know because with with that freedom then you know times when it's 2 minutes in the game you just have to adjust like your your way you may have to get the best shot you know what I mean? instead of taking that first that first open shot so it, a lot of it's just a learning curve with those guys learning um how to play i think um they've done a good job of addressing like one of their issues with their bench you know what i mean and that's going to yeah. that's going to help you know like Pascal. Fred and, and Scotty and OG, like, not having to play so many minutes. You know what I mean? So, they'll be able to finish the games out even stronger. So, I think – um I mean, those guys know what they're doing. You know what I mean? So, like
0: – Yeah, yeah,
1: I got you. <laughs> those guys – But I, I just think a lot of it is just going to come with, like, experience and just, you know, playing together. You know, you threw Pascal in there, like, a, court, like a, a third of the season. You know what I mean? He missed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they have to learn how to play with Pascal. And so – um, I think when they've been, you know, they do a good job of playing together all summer and just they have a a great, you know, core. So I think they'll be even better this year.
0: Mm. I saw Pascal and, and uh, Scotty were both at the Rico Hines run the other day. Still waiting on the footage to come out, Rico. I'm not sure what's taking so long, but we're all very desperate to see. I, seen, I one saw of one clip. Of, I saw a
1: couple clips.
0: Yeah, a teaser. I want the full 35 minutes or whatever it's going to be. That's what I don't want to watch. I want to watch that. I'm starving here for NBA basketball. So, I will take some workouts and I will take even if it is just players making shots constantly. I'll take it. Right? I just want something. Um uh the last week I believe it was Aaron Rose who you spoke to. Um so similar subjects with what we're going to talk to you about uh, about Scotty Barnes and what you've been working on with him if you guys want to check out that stuff. Aaron Rose does a great job, so go ahead and check it out as well but to start with you and Scotty um when did you guys meet each other and how did you kind of get to this stage where you're helping him develop his uh, off-season skills
1: I met Scotty when he was I think he was going to the seventh grade um his his older brother played on my travel team um and then and I trained some kids who were on they were the same organization and I trained some kids who were on Scotty's team and all the parents were saying they knew like the good job that I was doing with their kids. They were just like, "You got to get your hands on Scotty. You got to get your hands on Scotty." Mm-hmm. So um, he came to my camp, and we've been like we've been working together ever since then. Um, we started, you know, he was he used to come to camp all summer, and then as he started entering into high school, and you know his game started to expand. His game needed to expand. So we started that, that's when we started to work out one more like one on one situations and um just really like cultivating his game on who he what player he's gonna be. And I think we did that. Um we started that maybe his his sophomore year. And that's when he like that's when he started destroying like I think he almost averaged a triple double in YBL, um just because we really honed in on his ball handling. Um and, and, you know, ever since then, that's just that's just my guy, man. He's just, like, he's just the same person that he is today has been the same person he was when he was a 12-year-old kid, like, the exact same kid. Like, he was the kid in in camp, like, the biggest kid at camp, you know, like, going to play with the smallest kids, like, the 6- and 7-year-olds, like, playing hard, like, having yeah. fun with them. So he's exactly the same person who he's been, all, all, like, his whole life.
0: And now he's, uh, he's on the verge of, I mean, of taking like a, a whole new role in the NBA. Um, why do you think he's been able to stay so level-headed over this many years of, you know, probably when he was like in grade seven, grade eight, grade nine, that's when you start seeing that this kid might have the skills to become an NBA player, but he stayed level-headed. Why do you think that is?
1: I, I just think that he's, I mean, he he comes from a very humble upbringing. Um, he's got great people around him, his mother, you know, all of his 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 parents, his guardians, and everybody who's around him. Um he's got a great, great group of people who are around him. And um he he still like when he played USA, team USA basketball 15U, 16U, he was on the team with like Cade Cunningham, like all mm-hmm. of those guys got like close to the pub, you know, like he was the guy, like, the sixth man off the bench who would get, like, eight points, eight rebounds, four assists and stuff like that. Um, So he never – and then when he was in high school, he played on the team with Vernon Carey, you know? Like, yeah, he never – everyone could see that he was, like, a really good player, but he never, like, was, like, the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy type stuff. So he always had to work for everything that he had and that, you know, that couple with, like – His family upbringing and just like a great person that he is, that's just the way he is. You know, he's just, that's just who Scotty is. Like,
0: how is his basketball IQ like so vast? so early on in his his basketball years. I mean, there are things that he's able to do on the court in his rookie season at least. And you're thinking like this, these are things that like five, six year veterans are doing, but he's already doing it. And uh when you talk to Aaron, you mentioned this and like I fully agree is that the Raptors didn't really run plays for Scotty very often. And he was still mm-hmm. able to put up, you know, 15 points per game just within the flow of the offense. He didn't get in the way his jumper still needed some work. And I'm sure that's something that you worked on with him, but he was never uh, a problem in the offense. He was always helping movement happen. He was in the right spots. Like, how does that happen?
1: Uh first like he he really cares about his teammates you know like he really wants others to do good and he really cares about winning winning so he's he wants to do whatever it takes to win um but he's very intelligent he's very smart he's very detail oriented um like the other day we were in the gym and i had the backboards clean i had the backboard clean and he was like did you get new backboards and i'm like what and i'm like no nah, we had them clean like, like that's just he's just very He's just very detail oriented and he's always paying attention. He's always watching. He's always like a lot of guys can't learn from other people's mistakes. You know, a lot of humans can't learn from other people's mistakes, you know. So Mm -hmm. he's able to watch something and then just learn from it. And he's and he's very humble, like where he's going to take coaching. You're going to be able to talk to him and coach him um, because he wants to get better. Um, And he watches a lot of film, like a lot of film, like during the pre-draft during the pre-draft when we were out in Santa Barbara, like, we would be in, we would be in, like, the room just watching, like, all of his EYBL, like, work, like his games in EYBL, like, then we'd, we'd be watching, like, his Florida State games, and even now, like, like, I sent him some, I sent him just a breakdown of, like, all of his catches, so he just watches himself play basketball so much, and he's, like, an honest, he's honest with himself, like, Man, I should have took him there, or man, I gotta knock that down, man. Like, yeah, he's just a really honest like he's a really honest, hardworking person, but he's very intelligent. like he really understands the game. like a lot of times you see rookies not understand the defensive rotations, like that's why they can't play um because they can't grasp that concept. And if you don't grasp that concept, these guys are too good. they're gonna score, you know, so like he was a- he's able to grasp those defensive concepts so well because he's just. He's, he can lock in and re- he can really understand it. And he really like loves the game of basketball. Like he's a basketball junkie. So, yeah.
0: It showed on the defensive end. I mean, offense, I just mentioned that he just has that intelligence about him, but defensively, he was asked at times to be like a a non-traditional five, like to be the rim protector. And there were some ups and downs with it, but even the fact that he was able to grasp the concepts at NBA speeds that he hasn't really encountered yet in his first season I mean, that's what stuck out to me is that he's doing things that there are players on the defensive end that they just can't, like, they can't get it, right? It takes far too many, you know, reps for them to get there, but he was doing it. And you saw the progression from, like, you know, the first 20 games, then, like, the next 20 games and so forth. You saw him get it more and more, like, with each game. and. I wonder if like the film that you mentioned, that's something I've heard a lot of players talk about, but it's something that they do when they're like a few years into the league and, and they say that, you know, now I'm investing in film, but Scotty was doing it right from the get-go, it seems.
1: Mm-hmm. And and these kids are um, like, he grew up in Team USA, you know, like he grew up around the best players. So yeah. he grew up playing USA He's getting like college and and, and co- college and pro coaches coaching them with Team USA, you know, all the way through, and then he's like the EYBL, like that's like a little like NBA, basically. Like, there's not many places where they construct a game that's like we're gonna really they really like see if you can fit in the NBA game, you know, the way that the game is played. That they like as far as like even like the refs calling the play, I mean the refs calling like different fouls, how physical it is. Um and then they have su- such access to all of their film all the time, you know what I mean? So it's like like I think that they these kids like who grew up in AU now if you're like if you lock in and you focus, like there's all the opportunities for you to be, you know, the same as Scotty. It's just a lot mm. of people just they they get hooked on like the sneakers that they're giving you or like different things like that are not really like taking advantage of the full yeah. like scope of what like playing basketball at a very high level from like eighth grade to to senior you know in high school like that they give you so mm-hmm. and I think uh, Florida State did an next an amazing job they're they're defensive minded so he learned a lot of the concepts with them um so like Leonard Hamilton does a great job and they they force him to you know, to learn a lot. And they they put a lot on his shoulders, like, from day one. So uh, kudos to them as well.
0: What motivates Scotty uh, from your perspective? What motivates him? What keeps him? What keeps his engine going? And it seems like that engine's been going since, like, he was in grade eight. Like, why is he wired this way?
1: I mean, some people are just born like that. (laughs) And some people, like, you know, life teaches you, like, like life's taught him over and over, like if you continue to work, you know, you're gonna experience success. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just it's just a habit on like you don't have to tell them to work, you don't have to tell them to go like Scotty, you gotta work out this time or you gotta do this, you gotta do that. It's just he's just a pro, you know, like he's like some people are just like are gifted in that space where they always wanna get better and they expect mm-hmm. a lot out of themselves. And they want to be great. And I think he wants to be great and he wants to take care of his family. Um, So he sees that this is a means that he can do it. Yeah. Um, And he really just loves the game of basketball. You know, like he like loves, loves like he if if it wasn't, you know, if it wouldn't get crazy, he'd probably be going to L.A. Fitness or 24 hour fitness, you know, playing in the open runs. That's yeah. just, you know, that's just who he is. So, like he just loves the game of basketball and he, um, he, he really wants to see how good he can really be. And he, he, he's like hungry for, for, mm-hmm. for that greatness, you know? So.
0: You just see him at LA fitness with like the four, six footers. And he's like, all right, guys, let's go. <laughs> we got this. Let's get out there and get it Speaking
1: done. <laughs> up <God's full> court.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Collectively. Oh, uh, that's jokes. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a great quality of his, um, I would imagine some of this contributed to why he was able to win Rookie of the Year this past year, which I believe you kind of, sort of felt like was a real possibility, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, why? for sure. Just, um, <laughs> just because of his his like his body is and he's his body is built for the NBA game, so he's going to be able to endure like. Um, the 82 games like season like mm-hmm. different than those other guys because he's just a like a physically gifted human being, you know. Like, right. Um, and then I talked to the guys at at P3. That's um where he worked out in in um Santa Barbara, and I was talking to like the uh, the owner of P3. Um, and he's just like they have they have charts on who they compare. Like they have like all the NBA players who they can compare you to, like how you jump and all that stuff. And they compared him to Kawhi Leonard you know, like physically. Mm. So, you know, they said that he he's going to be, they said that he can take like working out three times a day, just because his body's just physically like strong like that. So um, I knew that he'd be able to get through the season. And I knew that mentally he'd be able, he would be able to be focused and not worry about like going out or, you know, taking care of his body and different things like that. Cause he had a team around him. And then I knew he was way better than what people thought he was like, I don't know he was way, way better than he – he like, if he would have had a better – like, I feel like if he would have had a better season at Florida State, he probably could have been considered as the number one draft pick. He's just that talented, hmm. um, and he does so much for the team. So, um, I just knew, you know, I, I just believe in him as a person. I believe in him. Like, when he sets a goal, he gets it, and I knew he was underrated going into the draft like and um and so i knew that he would physically and mentally be able to take the to endure like the nba season and then i knew the raptors would put him in position to be successful um because they don't really they i knew they would do a good job of developing him like on the court Mm -hmm. um and i knew that he would be fine he that's exactly where we wanted to be at like we wanted to go to
0: no kidding he was a raptor. I mean, on draft day when he was drafted by the Raptors and the way he danced and Open Gym Raptors Open Gym. And I'm not sure if you you know. You probably know Raptors Open Gym, right? That uh, yeah. yeah. And the footage of
1: I watched.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's high quality stuff. The people there are terrific at what they do. Um, And then the coinciding camera of Masai and and Nick Nurse reacting to Scotty dancing before he got on stage and all that kind of stuff. You're like, man, this is like a guy that is just embracing being a Raptor. And then um, on some of the uh, scrum calls afterwards, after he was drafted, one, like he got a workout in the night that he was drafted, I believe. And then secondly, the next morning, I was there. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then secondly, like all he talked about was how cool it was to be a Raptor and like the culture that they have. And he was an instant fit and I got a great big hug from him at some point during the pre-draft process. And they started to understand that this guy is just a, a fun loving teddy bear who has unbelievable focus and intensity on the court, instant fit with the Raptors. How tall is he? Do you know how tall he is? I've heard six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, six, ten. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know exactly how tall he is because, I mean, I'm like 5'9", but so it's like everybody looks big to me. (laughs) But, um, I don't know how tall he is. Like, I heard that they think that he's grown. Yeah. He might have. Um, hopefully, but...
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: He looks, I mean, he looks, he looks bigger than he did last year. So he, he could have grown. Yeah. I don't know how tall he is. (laughs) Um,
0: I saw that he did add on a few more pounds, 10 to 15 pounds or so. And what impressed me about his rookie season is like you said, he withstood like the grind of that first season. And he actually got stronger as the year went on, which isn't common. That's not normally how it goes, players tend to break down as the season goes on, but he got stronger and stronger and so did the Raptors. And then he had that late season push rookie of the year, which ultimately uh, got it done. Why were the extra, extra pounds necessary for him?
1: I, I don't know. I think he's, he's always wanted to like put on weight, but he just hasn't been able to. Yeah. Um, A lot of that was his just understanding nutrition. Um, I think a lot of the times he's asked to play, against fives you know so he wanted to be a little bit bigger so he can uh you know guard fives a little bit better sure um and I think uh I think just a natural like he's a 19 year old kid like he's just gonna keep putting like he's not like he's so far from where he's gonna be physically like Mm -hmm. he's just gonna progressively continue to put on weight just because that's just that's just how you know that's just how it works when you're working out and you're eating I mean and you're freaking six eight, two twenty.
0: So um true.
1: I, I think um he'll probably he'll probably cut a few pounds like just yeah. when the season starts. But I think he just wanted to be able to just take the physically um the physical uh NBA season a little bit better.
0: Sure. That is true. I mean, like I said earlier, he was like the rim protector at times um, on the floor um, with their starting lineup. You got Pascal at the four, Scotty's at the five, OG, Gary Trent, Fred. So he is the de facto five in, in most cases if there's no switching and stuff like that happening. So I get it. Um, grinding against some of those big dudes like Jokic and Bede and so forth, man, it's it's a tough, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not for the weak down there in the post. That's no question about that. What were the things after his rookie season that you thought he could use um, some help, tweaks, upgrades on with his game? Even though I mean it was such an exceptional first season, but obviously I'm sure Scotty wants to get better too.
1: Um, um, the natural the natural progression of him is he just has to uh, continue to develop identity on an offensive end in the in the half court, you know. On the, in an open floor or like fat and secondary or fast break situations, like he's fine, yeah. you know, he's going to make the right decision. He's going to, you know, get to the basket easily. But when it's like half court, um, we just wanted to continue to give him an identity on like, like when you're in, in different situations or different actions, like you're, you, you like to do this, or you like to do that. Like his rookie year, he was just out there playing. You know, he was just out there figuring it out on on the growth. So, we just want to continue to just develop his his game and give him like his game more of an identity to like yeah. You know, you know that you know like this guy is going trying to look for the mid range or he's looking to shoot like you know threes off the dribble or whatever mm. it may be for certain guys. I don't think Scotty has that yet. So, um, we just wanted to continue to just develop that. Um, obviously, like, work on his ball handling. I think he could get downhill a lot more. Um, I think the extra, like, him getting bigger and him handling the ball a lot better is going to help him get downhill, get in the paint, and being able to finish. Um, and then, of course, you know, shooting the ball um, in all different areas as far as, like, being yeah. a floor spacer, um, shooting off the dribble, late late shot clock um, situations. Um and then you know giving us some some turnaround you know turnaround jump shots in the post and some mid range post ups like that too so um just making them more well rounded you know like being able to score different situations and, mm. and being able to you know just bring all of his percentages up a little bit sure. which will you know like he, it's not like he's gonna he's gonna be asked to he's gonna they're gonna give him like ten more shots a game you know that's not really like. Although I would love that, like, that's not what's going to happen with the team. So we have to, you know, make him just a better at, you know, those 12 to 15 shots that you're going to get. Let's just make let's just make you more efficient in those spots. So, you know, you can still help the team and not really take away from any other guys like that. So, yeah.
0: It's the beauty of the Raptors starting lineup is that they have five guys who could legitimately you know, put up 25 points on any given night, and teams just have to make a decision like, where do you want it to come from? It could come from OG, it could come from Scotty, it could come from Gary, and so forth. That's why it's such a, a unique combination of skill um when it, when it does come to his mm-hmm. face up game because i mean the handle like I, I fully understand like i was looking at some highlights of him um, a few days ago and uh, he does have this like pull up jumper that he uses out of uh, his dribble combinations that has some has some weight to it, that has like some actual like legs and it seems like something that he's going to be able to use how do you like how do you develop ball handling skills for someone of his skill set because i think with some larger guys you know i think with Pascal Siakam for instance like he was worked on, you know, getting lower to the ground, for instance, right? Because he is so high above and to avoid turnovers and things like that, he's just had to make some adjustments. So how do you do something like that with a body composition of a Scotty Barnes?
1: Um, I, I I think like uh, Scotty didn't really have Scotty's, Scotty's issue with ball handling really isn't like handling a ball or footwork. It's just being able to read, like make different reads, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, just if, if someone is guarding me this way, and I do this combination, like when should I go, like in different things like that. So I don't think his was like actually handling the ball. It's just getting more. It's just, it, his isn't more like skill development. It's more just like player development, where you're just. Scotty, if you go between cross and he he switches his foot like feet like this, like you can attack this gap or you can attack that gap. Um, so. I mean it wasn't hard because I you know, I've I've like we've been working together for a long time. So it's just our, yeah. our natural progression on where we're going with it. Um so like a lot of it's just a conversation, like also getting it to feel really well. Um so um, I don't know, that's a tough question for me to answer.
0: No, I got you. I hear what you're saying. Um, because he like he's already able to you know dribble the, the the length of the court in transition. He's able to make some crossovers and then he's able to dunk on your head. So he already is very skilled um, as a ball handler. Um, is it like film work? Do you do you show him uh, cases where maybe you know he could have made this read, could have made that read? Then he's like, oh, okay. Because he is such a in tune basketball yeah. mind, he's able to figure things out.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's a lot of, like, on court, like, talking through the move, like, talking through, like, you know, like, we're not just doing this move just because you can dribble the ball. We're just, like, trying to set him up. We're playing chess a little bit, you know, just, like, teaching him how to play chess with his defender and, like, I break see. down his defender. Um, And it, it's, it's harder with him because he sees so many different types of defenders. You know, like, he sees, yeah. like, he sees centers. He sees little guards. So... Um, that's why it. That's why his development is is on the offensive end. It has to be like patient and 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 we have to continue to develop him slowly because he. It's mm-hmm. so many areas that we have to work on. Like we yeah. don't have to just work on the ball screen. Sometimes he's setting the screen. Sometimes he's he's doing the handoff. Sometimes he's getting the handoff. Sometimes he's spacing the floor. Sometimes he's him. You know, so it, he has the ball in so many different spaces that we really have to kind of identify like. What are you going to do on this defender? Like if if they switch, what what are you looking for? How are they going to guard you and things like that? So,
0: Gotcha. I've always found Jimmy Butler is a person who dribbles with purpose. You know what I mean? Like he's always luring you into his next move and baiting you in so he can like do whatever Jimmy Butler does. Like he's one of my favorite players uh, in the NBA right now. Everything's done with purpose and it's always very fast. You know, there's no waste or dribbles with him.
1: Right. agree
0: why does Scotty have such a nice touch? <laughs> what? Why does he have such a Down nice the touch around? Rim. Yeah, like he shot 71% at the rim um, this season. And for instance, like a Pascal Siakam, different kinds of shots, obviously, but he yeah. was at 65%. So Scotty being at 71, again, at this stage, with what he dealt with in his first season, different players guarding him, different kind of rim contests, different kind of body structures. Obviously if Rudy Gobert is barreling down on you. That's an intimidating figure to have to score on. Like what is it about Scotty that makes his touch around the rim um, already at a pretty uh, substantial rate? Uh, that's
1: time. something that he's worked on for a long time. Like little floaters yeah. in the plane, like, that's the that's how he normally like that's how he scores a lot like those floaters um and that's something that we do like in every session even when he's with the Raptors he's making sure he he finishes his workout with his touches right and left hand I mean they they did an amazing job of developing his left hand um throughout the season you know he shot a couple like left-handed hooks like from like 10 feet which is incredible you know so like um, I mean he works on it. He works on it. He's got a soft touch. He's I mean he's got huge hands. Um and he's got a really long arms. So he's able to, you know, shoot it, the ball at different angles that most guys can't. Right. Um so I mean that, that that's like he he's physically able to make like he's physically able to make different shots that most people can't, and then um he really works on it.
0: Hmm. That game against uh, the Brooklyn where he had that like stretch against Kevin Durant and he was hitting like these like fadeaway shots and he was hitting pull up threes. And this was early in the season, I believe. And that was the first time we saw Scotty kind of have like a stretch where he just took over. And it was, it was so unique um, because of the way he did it. And he was hitting shots that we just haven't seen him like a take and B make. Is that a case of him just, being in a flow or is it like he is now has an opportunity to kind of go out there and just have a little bit of a, I guess, experiment time, so to speak, where he's able to take shots that he's typically, you know, practicing anyways.
1: Yeah. I think that's just him being competitive, you know, like he's in the, you know, he's playing against one of the best players in the world. And yeah, he knows that. So he's, he's just really trying to be competitive and, you know, he want, really wants to beat Kevin Durant. You've seen something similar when he played against the Lakers, yeah. And LeBron, James, you know, like he, yeah. he he gets up for those type of games. And sure. Um, and like I said earlier, like he's just so free flowing and and just he's just really out there, just really playing the game. So, mm. you know, that's why you see things like and everybody's like shocked. Oh, my God, I can't believe he, he he's doing that. But he's just really out there just just playing ball. So,
0: Yeah. When it comes to his jumper, um, I did a video for people who maybe not have seen it. It's on YouTube. And I was just looking at essentially clips that you provided on your Instagram of uh, what may mm-hmm. be a little bit different about Scotty Barnes's jumper uh, heading into next season. And I had some observations, but obviously you're the expert in this this area uh, more so than than I am. What are some of the tweaks that you made? Because I think the Raptors also made some tweaks heading into his rookie season, and then it seems like there have been a little, a few more tweaks um, during the off too.
1: Yeah, um, I think the rap the Raptors really like keying in on on um, you know Nick Nick Nurse is like one of the freaking best shooting. He's got a book on shooting. So um,
0: <laughs> night school with Nick Nurse, um, yeah. shooting school at night with Nick Nurse. It's a common thing up here.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, I think they got him to really engage his le- his lower half, like engage his legs into his shots and his tips yeah. And then uh, they moved it a little bit to the right side. I mean, I don't really – I don't tweak it a, a lot. I just work on – you know, he broke his wrist when he was – uh he broke his wrist I think when he was in ninth or tenth grade, and he still doesn't have, like, the the flexibility in his wrist. So I really, like, work on with the heavy ball of him, like getting that, like, action of flicking his wrist. Um mm. And a lot, a lot of it's just him getting the feel for it. You know, once he gets the feel for it, then he'll he'll get it. And you know, like um, I don't, we don't make like huge tweaks because I don't want to mess up. You know, I respect Nick Nurse like mm-hmm. and what he's done with this, so I just kind of like I like you know you can see the differences, and I see it, and I just try to kind of reinforce what he's doing, make sure he's flicking his wrist every single time, mm-hmm. and um using his middle index finger to to follow the fit like follow through every single time I mean his hands are huge so you know it's hard for him to you know get a good feel for the ball every single time but um I think he's working he's working hard at it um a lot of it's just identifying like what shots you know in the flow of the game like being ready to shoot the ball as far as like mentally like knowing that like you know Pascal's a strong left-hand driver and he's coming to my side so i probably have a shot so mm-hmm. i need to be ready to shoot the ball so um that's some of it you know of course mm-hmm. a lot of it is phys- physically and then uh you know the main thing is just getting reps and, reps and reps and reps and reps and reps and reps and reps so um you know that's what we've been doing and and you know he's made He's made huge progress with it. And I think that he's going to continue to make the same progress.
0: Yeah. Pascal talked about that during the season when he was asked about his three-point shot and why. I think he was shooting around 33% or something like that at the time. And they asked, you know, he had a small turnaround for like four or five games. And he was asked, you know, what's the difference? And he's like, essentially, I'm just ready to shoot. Like I'm just expecting the ball to come my way and my arms are ready and uh my mentality is there that you know when the ball comes to me, um, I'm I'm ready to go. Positionally I'm sound, my hands are ready, and I'm just ready to release. I, I mean it seems kind of simplistic, but I would imagine that's probably hard to do um during the game or to develop that skill uh without you know constant reps, because you only get those kind of reps when you're like in a half court offense and the shot clock's going down, and the ball is past you, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. Mm. Um, it,
0: it's,
1: I mean, it, it's hard. Uh, most of these guys have like lived their whole life with them being the best player on the court, always having a ball in their hand. So yeah. when they get to a space like this where they have to play off the ball, like it, sometimes it's, it's difficult for them to adjust.
0: Heading into next season, as we, wrap up the pod and uh, thank you so much for your time. Like the wealth of knowledge, great basketball mind on, on your end. Um, What did Scotty want to get better at going into next season? And I guess what are some like, can't probably reveal everything, but like, what are some new things that a fan might see from Scotty that, that might make them go, Oh, he can do that now. Wow. Look at Scotty go.
1: Um, I think just putting, just having just more concepts of his game, you know, yeah. like on um, like he has a that he can do, and if he doesn't do A, then he'll do B, which goes along with a, and it's kind of like him him able to like play the game within the game a little bit more um I think they'll they'll see that. I think he'll be a lot more aggressive offensively. He's the type of person who's going to grow when he's put in situations because he's just I mean that's just how he is. He just you put him wherever he's going to get better and he's just going to yeah. keep getting better. So I think they'll they'll see they'll see him being able to make better plays like on an offensive mm-hmm. end um and I think he'll be able to be a lot more aggressive. You know, sometimes he looked timid on an offensive end. Like oh like a lot of times on his catches it looked like oh shoot, they gave me the ball. Or, like, oh, shoot, I got the – you know, like, yeah. and then he's forced it – and it looks kind of, like, weird on, like, you know, like you're not really being aggressive, but you're kind of being aggressive, I think, oh, um, because he's he's more comfortable with his role. He's more comfortable with who he is as a basketball player. And he's really worked to kind of develop his skills. I think he'll be a lot more comfortable on the offensive end, Um, and then you're going to see a lot more – Um. Exciting place, you know. You're gonna see a lot more, you know, like alley oops mm-hmm. to guys that nobody needs to play.
0: Okay, and you're gonna see a lot more because okay. he'll be able
1: to, he'll be able to see and read the floor a lot better because yeah, he's been in it so much and he's developing the skills. And I think that he'll. I think that he, his percentages are gonna go up across the board. You know, he'll be a better free throw shooter um he'll be a better three-point shooter and I mean it's hard to shoot better from the field than what he shot you know this year but I think I think he'll improve on that as well um and I, I think that he'll even be a better defender um because I just think that he'll be able to he, he's able to um just to just understand like what he, like last year's like he didn't really know what was gonna happen yeah and then he was like oh it's not as hard as I thought it would be you know <laughs> like that's like his his thing. is not it's not as hard as I thought he would be, but now I I feel like uh he'll be a lot more comfortable. And when he's really comfortable, you're gonna see a lot a lot more out of Scotty because he's he, even you guys like everybody thinks that he's good. He's still way better than everybody thinks he is. Way better, way better, way better. Way better. Like he's he's special. I'm telling. Like I'll make another proclamation. He's a Special, special, special talent. Special uh-huh. talent. I, I'm. A, I ain't gonna get myself in trouble. But <laughs> he's a special. Uh... He's like a. He's a special, special talent, like a, like, an infectious personality. That's a special talent. How Magic Johnson was. That's 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 the best comparison that you can make for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just a just a special person who can make everybody better. He he lights up the room. Like that's just that's who he is.
0: If he was on a different team, now this is just like, this is very much a guess. All right. But in the already one work of the year. So clearly he got the NBA recognition that he rightly deserved. If he was on a team that, say, was like out of the playoff race, you know, early years of their development plan, and he was not a team that was like the Toronto Raptors, who ended up, you know, being fourth and had higher aspirations, like what could Scotty have done in terms of like a points per game total, rebounds, assists, if he was just able to have the ball in his hands? More now, granted, like I I think Scotty over everything he wants, winning he wants to see his teammates do well and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of a fun thing to think about, like, because like you said, I mean, there is so much more there, and we didn't even see everything he had in his rookie season, let alone going into his sophomore year. Like, could he have been like a 20 and 10 and 5 kind of guy on a different team?
1: I mean, I think so. Um, but you might have not had the the shooting percentages might have been lower, you yeah, know? Like, he probably would have had more shots, but his shooting percentages probably would have been lower. Um, But I think his impact on the game would have – I feel like the more you, the more he has the ball in his hands, the mm-hmm. better you're going to be just because you want your superstars to be yeah. – I mean, not your stars, but you want the people who are having the ball to be unselfish and you want them to be a mismatch problem, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he is. He's super unselfish, wants to see the other guy make shots, just as happy when he's making assists as when he's scoring. But then he can also score at a higher rate. So I think you probably yeah. would have seen it more. Um, I think the Raptors are gonna see a lot of it this year too. Um sure. and I think that he's gonna have a great year. And I think he's he's he just has to finish up the summer strong. And I think he's had a great summer. He's had a a great rookie year, a great summer, and he's just going to continue to just he's just going to continue to progressively get yeah. better and better. Um, and I mean, if you look at it every day, you you may not see it, but when you like back up from it and you look over a course of a year, you're going to go, "Oh, shoot, he got better in every area," uh-huh. and he's just going to continue to get better in every area. Um, so, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think what one thing the Raptors did do for him is, like you had said, he was getting the ball in so many different spots and he was being guarded by so many different player types, archetypes. And so having to read and react so quickly to different kinds of players, it's kind of like he was being treated in a superstar way because typically when you have a superstar player or just like a a high usage player, because when you get those players... Teams just throw everything at them, right? Like, look at Pascal Siakam. I can't believe the kind of defenses that he was thrown um, from some of the opposition. And with Scotty, he wasn't getting the the ball in the same spots like most players would. It was everywhere. It was high post. It was low post. It was corners. And he had to just figure out ways to create. So that did probably give him a a bigger sample size than some other players in what he had to work on and what he could, you know, apply to his offseason regiment with you. So... I think in that way the Raptors were very good for him. They they kind of threw him out there and said, go figure it out from everywhere on the court mm-hmm. and let's see how you sink or swim. And for the most part, he swam and he started doing laps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use that one. That's the that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can use that. It's all good. Um anything else you want to shout out uh for before we wrap this up? Anything you got coming up? Anything that you want people to know about?
1: I just wanna uh I mean, I just want to show appreciation on on as far as like how, you know, the Raptors community and the whole country of Canada and the city of Toronto has embraced them um, so early on and just really kind of like took them in and just been like, you know, even though a lot of people didn't think that it was a good pick. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he took note of that too, I'm didn't like,
1: he? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of, I think I, I just, I mean, yeah. I'm just appreciative of him being in Toronto. Him being with a great organization, um, having a great coach, great GM, great president. You know, great fans. Um, you know, great media people. You know, everybody's super positive, and and it it's really helping him. You know, grow at a at an easy pace where he doesn't have sure. to do too much. You know, he's not overcome with you know, too much responsibility, and he's able to, you know, be himself and to grow at a at a, at a steady pace, so um, I'm appreciative of that, um, and I'm just excited for him, and I'm going to spend a lot more time in Toronto um, and just continue to just, you know, help him be the best person that he can be, and um, again, it, it just means so much to me, like, being his kind of, like, big brother to see, like, Nobody has to worry about him. Like, he's in, like, the safest place. Like, he's out mm-hmm. on the street riding freaking scooter and people are just, like, you know, nobody's bothering him. Really. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just, a, it's the, it's just like, the, the perfect place where he could be on and off the basketball court. So, I'm just excited. I'm just excited from where it's going to look like three, five, ten years from now. So, yeah. um, it's just it's, it's exciting. You know, I'm just as excited this year. Is a, I'm probably more excited than I was like last year. Um, So I can't wait for the season to start just like how you are. I feel the same way.
0: And I'm getting giddy about this Raptors team. Just thinking about, I mean, they have such a unique style of of basketball and all they really need to me is just, they just need some like shooting progression. So that way the half court offense opens up a little bit. And I would imagine that they're all going to get, come back and they're going to be better shooters. And then you add in like their defensive intensity and how good they are on that end. Like, you got yourself a really interesting team. I'm not going to project at least yet until I see the final roster and maybe we get a few weeks into the season, but everyone here is very excited about the Raptors and we're all very excited about Scotty Barnes. Special players, special talent, special human being. In some ways, you know, he was the perfect fit for the Raptors and the Raptors were a perfect fit for him. So thank you everyone for listening. Brian, again.
1: Thank you so much, man.
0: Appreciate you. Everyone, have yourself a good day. Talk to you later.